Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 37 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherise Selly. With me is the fabulous Judy Steenland. Together, we are a part of Selly Group Real Estate. We're a boutique brokerage here in Colorado Springs. Judy and I have over 50 years of combined real estate experience, and we we love sharing some of our real-life stories, real-life thoughts, opinions. We want, to, we want to help accelerate your knowledge of real estate and empower you in this time where everything may seem so chaotic to make really good decisions in this time and to gain more insight about real estate in general. Um, and so with that said, we're in the Colorado Springs market. We still do not have February's numbers out at the time of airing this podcast. It'll be out by the time this podcast is out, but we don't have it today. I'm very interested to see how much over that half million dollar mark the average price of a home is going into February. Uh, I am too. And I think that when we came out of December, we were right at the 5000 or $500,000 average price point. In January, we were a little bit under that. But I think based on the super low inventory that we're going into this spring selling season with, we're going to see it jump right back up. Yes, we are. And and it's jumping up early. Yeah. It's jumping up early. There's not, I mean, I for, for us, I think that this market, it's not like there's been this total hiatus where nothing is happening in the market for the winter where it used to be that way. It's, I, I think we have an earlier flood and sellers, if you're thinking about selling and you want to wait until the summer, I think that's that's probably not in your best interest to wait that long, I think, um, unless you really have to, unless there's circumstances that are um, way beyond the, the decision of timing um, that are personal circumstances for you. But I think um, an earlier time frame to consider listing is going to be advantageous to you because I mean, just we continue to go through this historical low inventory and interest rates right now have not jumped to the highest that they will be this year. So you're still in this sweet spot that you you just, you know, don't take it for granted. Yeah. Well, and I think we have a lot of local buyers sitting on the sidelines that were looking um, last summer Mm -hmm. into the fall, into the winter, that we never saw that inventory come, you know, way back up. And we've got a lot of local buyers. We're just waiting. Waiting. Mm -hmm. Waiting. There are so many. So many. (laughs) So many. So many, Judy. And, And so, sellers, when you're thinking about getting your home ready, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of misconception out there. A lot of, a lot of times you might see looking through some of this, the IDX feeds and some of the, the, the listings out there when you're on your computer, you might see homes that, that have just literally they're taken with iPhone photos or um, there's, there's nothing done in the home. And sometimes people will say, well, isn't that good enough? Do I, do I have to do anything to my home? It's going to sell. Well, the, I, here's what I'm saying to people, and I, I know you are too. Yes, your home is going to sell. It's not a matter of will it sell. It can be a dump right now, and it's going to sell. Literally the worst dump. of. We saw a dump sell last year that had been completely spray painted. It, it sold. It sold yeah. for like maximum value. Yeah. And so, yes, a home is going to sell. So don't worry about that. But the thing is, we call it elasticity. 
there is a low and a high range for a house. Right. And that high range is to be determined by the bidding wars that we see. Right. And we constantly, every time we have a listing, we're setting a new comp, typically, for the neighborhood. But how high do you want your home to comp out? How, how high do you want to set that bar for you? Um, it depends on what you do to get your home ready. And we can, we kind of, we've talked about the fact that we, we do pre-construction renovations and those kind of things uh, for some of our listings. And then there's mini renos, like mini little things. And some people don't have the big budget to do everything. Yeah. But Judy, I really want you to dig into this. This is something you're so good at. I love it. I love it that our whole group is creative. Yeah. And um, I would love for you to share a little bit. Now, there was an article from uh, Realtor Magazine by Knock. And Knock is um, Knock is a technology accelerator program through Century Second Century Ventures. They're the strategic investment arm of NAR, the National Association of Realtors. So Knock did this research mm-hmm. about days on the market and how much faster a home will sell yeah. with these mini renos done. And so we're, you know, the, these repairs are mentioned in light of days on the market. Now we're not, I wish that there was a chart that talked about how much more you'll get for doing these repairs. Everybody right. wants a list of, give me, if I spend 3000 am I going to make 4000 back? Am I? What am I going to make back? And this doesn't show that, but it does talk about days on the market. Yeah. Well, and the truth about that, Sharice, is that when we're comping properties, even when appraisers are going out to assess the value for the bank, it's not an exact science. It is using the knowledge that you have about the market, the numbers that are presented and reported, and then your knowledge about where the market is going. So there is a huge spread in what value they can give to a property based on where you're at in the current market. That's good, Judy. And so we make our best, you know, guess, but it it may not be the same every time. I think we make a it's not even a guess. It's 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 we we bracket it. We that's give right. people a bracket that's realistic. That yeah. it, but but all of that is based on history. Yes, and not the reality of where things are going. And so, um, but but let's talk about this. Everybody wants typically to make the most money that they can on a sale. Yeah. Now, if you don't care about making the most money, don't listen to this part. Just yeah. turn it off. It's okay. Well, and this, <laughs> this I could go down this rabbit trail. I'll just briefly mention it. But this is another reason why if we've got an iBuyer in the market and they're making these offers to sellers that they'll just buy their house from them directly, no repairs, nothing to do, no showings. That's the appeal, right, is the mm-hmm. convenience of taking an offer from an iBuyer. Well, they're taking the spread on the lower side usually, and they're not even giving themselves the opportunity to do some of these little mini renovations, whether it's fresh paint, whether it's painting a cabinet, adding hardware, yes. just easy renovations. I mean, we're talking about a 30% spread sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, that is the truth. Yeah. And so why not, as the homeowner, benefit from this market and do the work yourself? Yeah. Don't, so, don't sell it and make somebody else get that profit and that gain. Yeah, because I, most likely 
the mini renovations that can be done, and let's talk about some of those mini renovations, will drive that. I, I mean, people are going to walk in and they're going to see a home that's ready to be moved into. Totally. And there's a lot of value in that. So, so a lot of that cash that's being parked, they're going to see the value in putting it into the home. A hundred percent. So yeah. Judy... Uh, tee us off. Let's talk about <laughs> so, these mini renos. Many renovations could include, I, th- I say first and foremost, paint is one of the biggest things that you can do. One of the lowest cost effective um, mini renos you can do. And guess what? In this article, you're right on because it says 70% um, of sellers painted their walls. Is that right? So that's one of the very, that's the most common home improvement. Yeah. But, and, and so it really, I love a particular seller that I just met with this week. Love her. She loves this uh, rose pink to deep, dusty pink color. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was all over the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and it was the only thing that wasn't neutral in the home. And I, I looked at it and I looked at her and she goes, you want me to paint that, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I could just tell she was like, this is the one thing I haven't done. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You might be appealing to 10% of the market mm-hmm. with that specific color. And it, I, it's beautiful. It fits It fits her style. It fits, she has such taste. Yeah. But the, the thing is, people are not buying the seller's taste. Right. They want to make a home their own. Yes. So so even though there was fresh paint on the walls, it was not a color that would be what I would consider a, a neutral and a, new, a, a color that would appeal to the whole buyer pool. Right. And when buyers walk in, the, the least amount of projects that they see, it, as small as painting walls, the least amount of projects that they see, the higher their their offer will be. It really is true. Yeah. There is just this intrinsic value to not having to do the work. Yeah. So if sellers don't want to do the work, yeah. buyers are going to somehow subliminally, it'll be reflected. Yeah. So paint. Yes. Um, kitchens and bathrooms are huge. And what about, so talk about that. Let's break down the parts of the kitchen. Like, yeah. do you have to gut and remodel and spend $100,000 on it? I'm talking average price home Yeah, right Absolutely now. not. And as hard as it is to get cabinetry, you wouldn't want to, truly. You can do some easy updates, and that could be painting, mm-hmm. that could be resurfacing, that could be just as simple as adding new hardware, so depending on the true. condition of the cabinets. Um, backsplashes. Nowadays, there are so many alternatives to um, having to do... Have you seen the new stuff that you stick on your wall and the tile you don't even mortar it you use regular porcelain tile or ceramic tile and it sticks what is that stuff called sticky tile no i can't (laughs) even think of it but it's it's the greatest thing ever when you find it put it on a link on our facebook page so that people can know where to go for yeah it's great i mean i'm watching people do renos like adding tile like on a bathroom wall all the way to the ceiling it's great stuff um and then you grout just like normal but there are great easy DIYs. I mean, we've seen some bad DIYs. Let's not get crazy. Mm -hmm. But let's, you know, easy renovations that um, add value and interest when you walk into a property. And you made such a good point. Cabinets are hard to come by. They're too expensive right now. Yeah. But um, when you've got uh, when you've got 1980s looking cabinets that are just beat up wood. Yeah. And they're transformed and they're 
painted white. Yes. Um, I'll tell you, that is one of the very top, on the top of the the mini reno list that buyers are looking for are actually painted cabinets. Yeah. And I get the question all the time as, don't you think white cabinets are, gonna, are a trend and they're going to go out? I honestly don't. I think white cabinets are classic and either yes. you like them or you don't. Mm-hmm. But a lot, a, a huge part of the market and the buyers in the buyer pool, they love them. That's right. They do. Yeah. They They're, prefer them over the dark wood. And they kind of go with everything. Yeah. You can kind of mix any style with it. It's very transitional. Yeah. Um, so that's so true. And, you know, I would say this on the list that we have uh, shower remodels, mm. like the main primary bathroom yes. shower remodel. I, I had a, a listing appointment this last year where the primary shower, the tile was really old, but it, it didn't look that bad until I kind of stepped in and put my foot down and the whole floor was moving. Mm. And Uh-oh. it turned out that there was so much water getting behind the, the tile mm-hmm. and literally the 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 it was down to the plywood on the baseboard. Everything was saturated and there was mold in that one Boy. part one part where the tile was um so you know it wasn't a full like remodel of everything but but to get that shower to get the moldy stuff out to to put some new tile up um that is a big deal because the primary bathroom is one of the biggest places for uh people go to look and Mm -hmm. they can sometimes handle those secondary bathrooms if you have to prioritize right then the right. primary bath is so important. Well, and another would be easy countertop upgrades. That's a that's a big one. Totally. Yeah. 100%. And a lot of times bathrooms, you can find remnants of countertops in some of the local shops and different places because you don't need a huge slab of it. So that's like granite remnants and stuff like that. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. And you already mentioned backsplashes. Mhm. And you know there's there's another thing and it's not actually on this list. But I would say split toilets, old toilets. Mm. That's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. Yeah. To to have toilets that are working and that are not split. Yeah. Uh, that happens in these older homes a lot, but that's not a very expensive thing to change. Right. And I think our goal is just to maximize the the, the seller's dollars, mm-hmm. um, doing the most cost-effective and most impactful upgrades upgrades at Mm -hmm. the time that we list the house so we're not our expectation is not that we're going in to do a full reno we want it to show well we want it to present itself in a way that is going to be appealing to the most amount of people i believe that is the truth judy and one last thing is um i had an investor once that at the beginning of my career became my client and he had purchased he had strategically purchased foreclosure homes all over washington Mm dc And I'm like, what What do you look, what do you do? What's the main thing you do when you're flipping a house? And for him, he could just do a very small amount of work be- mm-hmm. that the seller w- didn't want to do mm-hmm. or that they couldn't because they were uh, in foreclosure. But uh, the two things he said always, paint and carpet. Yes. yes. And those two things alone right. accelerated. If, if he didn't do a lot of other heavy renos, those two were non-option, like not an option. Well, and that reminds me of a home I just showed a couple of weeks ago, and it had been an investment property. It was a rental. It was on the market, and it needed everything. It needed appliances. It needed countertops. It needed everything. And all they did was paint it, 
and they had new carpet installed and it drew multiple offers. There you go. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be too complicated, but yeah, that's what we love to do is to be a guide for yeah. you because we can help formulate a plan specific for your needs, for your budget, and for where you want to be in the selling end of things as a as as a listing agent, both of us have that skill set to maximize your value with the least amount of spend that you can do. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is such a fun topic and we could, I, I, we both love design, don't we? Yeah. I think next time we should talk about what do you, Cherie Selly, as a real estate agent, not just an agent, but an investor look for personally. And I can do the same. That's an incredible Because we are idea. also investors in this market. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to do that. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time.